0: Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of the Funny, Helpful, and Relatable Podcast. I am your host, Brittany. Uh, It is a Friday evening. I just got off work, heading into a long Labor Day weekend. I believe it's Labor Day. I don't know. I just know that I have that day off. Um, Yeah, I have no idea what we're going to talk about. This is probably my fifth attempt at recording, because I think I said on a previous episode that when I like just hit the record button and like force myself to start talking i'm like my brain goes blank so i need to like find a way that i can just secretly record myself while i'm in the car without knowing without knowing that i am doing it i don't know if that's possible uh maybe i should just constantly have like a recording going like a microphone or something in my car that's probably not a good idea um but anyway Right now, so that I can record this episode, I'm kind of just like meandering around, just driving around, just wasting gas for you guys. Um, so it's been like a week or two since my last episode, and there isn't a lot that's happened in my life. But I um, <laughs> found out recently that one of the people I have dated previously, uh, he somehow stumbled upon my podcast Low key social media stalking me, it's fine, it's honestly flattering, but uh, yeah, he listened to my podcast, so that's super embarrassing. Um, and if you're listening in again, hey, shout out, you know who you are. Um, yeah, it's so mortifying. And I, we were drunk when we were talking, so I really didn't get get around to asking him, like did you listen to every episode like what all did you hear uh yeah so today i was like listening back to the episodes i put out and just becoming extremely mortified at the thought of him listening to these podcasts but you know what it is what it is you know i like to live my life in auth- authenticity that's why um you know i try to be super vulnerable like on my instagram page with everybody on there and it's fine, you know, when you share your authentic story, you help other people, you know, and sometimes you just give them a good laugh. And that's fine. That's what I'm here for. I'm here for your entertainment. Solely here for your entertainment. Wow, so I pulled over in a parking lot and I'm just sitting here and this car just went shoo, speeding past. Um, wow, uh, I don't understand why people do that in parking lots. Um, it's very dangerous. Anyway moving on so i was thinking the other day about aliens because i've probably said this before on my instagram page or whatever growing in spirit underscore if you don't follow um but i basically binge paranormal and true crime podcasts all day at work and i'm just very much into that kind of stuff i just love it it fascinates me i'm a pretty big skeptic but uh I don't know. It's still interesting to me. Now, as far as aliens go, I can't remember what I was listening to or what they were saying, but it triggered this thought in me. And with aliens, I don't even know that I would classify aliens as paranormal because I believe that they actually exist. Like I've always just assumed that they exist. Like, because here's the thing, if everything that we've been told about the universe is true, And that there's multiple other planets and so on and so forth. Why would we be the only species? You know, why would we we be the only planet with life on it? It doesn't make sense to me. To me, it has always made the most sense that if there are these other planets, that there are definitely other life forms. And so I've just never... I've never been that interested in anything involving aliens. Because it's just like, it makes sense to me. Like, it's not really that it's not that interesting. Um, I'm more interested in like what's on the bottom of the ocean, okay? Um, and I think what it was that I was, I was listening to some podcasts and they were asking the question of, is it more scary to think that we are the only life forms, that there's no one else out there in the universe? Or is it scarier to think that we're not the only life forms and that there are other alien life forms out there? Like which one's scarier? And I was thinking like, honestly, I feel like I'm indifferent. Like, I don't really care either way because I guess I've always just assumed that we aren't the only life forms. But even if we are, even if there is nothing else out there, like, I I guess I just don't care either way. I mean, I don't know. It's an interesting thought, though. But here's the other thing. Okay, so I said before, if everything that we have been told is true, <clears throat> excuse me, emphasis on if it's true, because I'm not an astronomer. I'm not an astronaut. I'm not a scientist. I'm not a historian. I'm not a doctor. I'm not this or that. And also, the majority of people who, you know, the majority of people on this planet are just lay people. We are not experts in these areas. We're not physicists. We're not astronomers. You know, we are not uh, virologists. You know, we are not experts in these fields. So, We literally just choose to believe what the experts tell us. I mean, does that make sense? Like, you know, because it begs the question of like, you know, religion versus science. You know, uh, people who are staunch atheists like to make fun of people who believe in religion, believe in, you know, uh, the divine, God, spirits, like to make fun of those people. Um, But it's like at the same time, you you know, this person who you, you say, Oh, I believe in science. That's what I believe in. And it's, it really is a belief because now on one hand, there is obviously a slight difference. You know, some things in regards to science, we can see proof of, we can, we can actually see with our own eyes, we can see proof of it. However, there are a lot of things, uh, in science and in history that we are simply just choosing to believe what we, we are being told by the so-called experts in these fields. We, we didn't do the research ourselves. We haven't experienced it ourselves. We are choosing to believe what we're being told. And we have no reason to believe that these people would be lying to us. We have, well, <laughs> that's not necessarily true. <laughs> uh, but, you know, for all intents and purposes, we believe that these air quotes experts, which they are, but these people who have more knowledge than we do, We believe that they not only know what they're talking about, but they are also being honest with us. We are choosing to believe that anytime any sort of an expert in any field, science or history or otherwise, tells us something and we go, oh, okay, you're, you're just believing what they tell you. They could be telling you fucking anything and they could be straight up lying to you, but because they are a scientist or they're a historian or whatever you're you're choosing to believe it. Like, okay, I don't that's just that was the train of thought that my brain went to when I was thinking about aliens because I'm like, we're being told, you know, that there's this entire universe and different solar systems and all these other things. But we none of us, most of us, have not actually experienced it ourselves. And it's just really interesting when you think about the things that people choose to believe or not believe. Um and listen, it, it's not a judgment here. Um I you know, I'm sure on a future episode, I might get into what my actual beliefs are. But let's just say for now, I believe in science. And I also believe uh, in the possibility of uh, things that science cannot currently prove. Okay, I'm just an I'm an open minded person. Um, If anything, I'm probably more agnostic at this point in my life, I just like to keep my mind open to the possibilities. Because the fact of the matter is, there are a lot of things that just none of us will ever know. And just because you can't prove something that doesn't mean that it's not real. Okay. So anyway, um, what was I saying? Um, and in fact, before I get onto the other thing, um, I believe one of, one of the requirements for something to become a fact or like a theory or whatever, like in science, is it, uh, what is it called? It has to be falsifiable. I think that's what you call it. Yeah, I just had to look it up real quick. Um, so falsifi- falsifiability is the capacity for some <laughs> proposition, statement, theory, or hypothesis, hypothesis to be proven wrong. The, that capacity is an essential component of the scientific method and hypothesis testing. In a scientific context, falsifiability is sometimes considered synonymous with testability. So basically, uh, to round all that up for you... In order for something to be considered a hypothesis or a theory in science, it has to be able to be proven wrong. Um, so the point of me saying all of that, the point is that honestly, the whole like idea of uh, a spirituality, there being a god, there being ghosts and this and that, uh, the basis that religions stand on... Um, it's all quite a conundrum because (laughs) it's like the reason that those are not considered like scientific fields by most people or a lot of it would be considered like a pseudoscience is because they cannot be proven wrong they also have not yet to be haven't been proven right but they can't be proven wrong because there's like not enough um there, like, aren't enough factors, there's not a way to test it, so that's why, at least currently, because here, here's the thing, with science, uh, I mean, I don't, like, if you think about psychology, for instance, like, Freud is one of the, probably the most famous scientist, or psychologist in the world, everybody has heard of Freud, you know, even if you know nothing about him or his beliefs, you've probably heard the name before, okay, but, uh the majority if not all of his theories have been disproven currently. So and also the uh the DSM, I think that's what it's called, which is like the psychology like manual that every psychologist goes by, um that has been updated multiple times because as time goes on and new things are found out, new things are discovered, things that people once believed were true are no longer true. You know what I'm saying? So I guess I'm, I'm obviously rambling. I have a point that I'm trying to get to, but the point is, is like, okay, so things like, you know, whether there's a God or not, whether there's angels, whether there's spirits, whether people can actually be psychic, um, those types of things currently, they're not testable. They're not falsifiable. Uh, so therefore they're not considered, um, a form of science it's considered you know make-believe whatever but at the same time that's not to say that in the future those things couldn't be testified testable okay anyway at this point I'm rambling and I probably lost most of you I am such a nerd for some of these things so I will literally just get on like a soapbox (laughs) about certain things uh but anyway I honestly lost my train of thought the point is, okay, let me get back to another thing. So when I was in, I was in a folklore uh, class in college, and uh, one of the theories that we we discussed was, I think it's called the small step theory or the small step hypothesis. And so the idea is that like, if you believe in this thing, it's a small step for you to believe in this other thing. So like, uh, and this is just a hypothesis, okay, about, like, uh, it was a sociology class, which is kind of, like, the study of societies and people and how and why we do... Basically, the study of, like, the an individual person and society as a whole and how the two... Uh, affect each other and um this folklore uh, this was specifically uh focused on folklore and how folklore and religion and spirituality come to be in societies and so this small step hypothesis is like one uh school of thought of why certain groups of people believe in religion or believe in bigfoot or believe in aliens or you know you know why people used to believe that uh you know, someone had to be possessed if they were acting a different, if they were acting weird, you know? Anyway, so it's like a small step. If you believe in aliens, it's a small step for you to believe in ghosts. It's a small step for you to believe in Bigfoot. It's a small step for you to believe in God. Like, I don't know if that makes sense to you guys, but the point is everything is relevant and I'm an idiot. That's the point. (laughs) Uh, I wonder how many people are still listening. I wonder how many people are still listening. Comment, like, comment if you are still listening at this point. (laughs) For like a little over 13 minutes. Oh my god. This podcast is called the Funny, Helpful, and Relatable Podcast. Um, So far, it might be slightly funny, this episode. I'm not sure if I've helped anyone just yet. I, I don't know. Relatable, probably not at all. So, uh, so far, my consistency is... <laughs> I never promised consistency. In fact, I think I promised that I will not be consistent in uploading or in the topics that we discussed. So, if you are choosing to listen, that's on you. You probably have something better to do with your time, but uh, here we are. Anyway, I have decided that I am no longer participating in, uh, the world. (laughs) I've just decided I no longer choose to be a human. Uh, I choose to be an alien, which means that I don't exist. Uh, According to many people, I am an enigma and I no longer have to participate. So that is my choice. That's how I identify. So yes, uh, I would like to not be perceived. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but yeah, so, okay, guys, I just turned 31. Woo, woo, actually, August 31st is my birthday, uh, and I turned 31. Um, I'm getting old, but I feel like I'm just young at heart, okay? Anyway, so I went out. I was supposed to have a birthday party, but then, like, I money has been a little tight recently, and I just was like, it doesn't make sense, so I canceled it. So then me and my friend just ended up going out like the weekend before. We just went out to a bar, y'all. <laughs> this is why I no longer like drink in public. I really don't drink that often anymore anyway. But uh yeah, because I do things like getting kicked out of bars or trying to have sex with somebody on the dance floor. <laughs> so we went to this gay bar and... Um, <sighs> he's gay, I'm bi. We went to this gay actually I think he told me he thinks he might be like kind of bi, but he's mostly gay. That's irrelevant, but we went there. We had some fun. We kind of pre-gamed a little bit. Um, I was totally like had heart eyes for this one chick, um, but I was too like shy to go up to her cuz she was just so fucking pretty. <laughs> actually, I do think I went up to her and I tried Yes, I went up to her and tried to put my number in her phone. And then I was too drunk to actually do it. So then I just gave it back to her. Uh, But then there was this other chick. Well, there was these two people we were talking to. They were cool. Then I just remember... (laughs) This is what happens when I drink. When I drink... Okay, at first, initially, when I drink, I'm a good fucking time. I am a good fucking time. And I'm everybody's best friend when I drink. And then if I don't go home soon enough... It slowly turns into a spiral of me either crying uncontrollably, uncontrollably, trying to fuck someone or trying to fight someone. (laughs) That's why I no longer drink in public. Okay. So basically all I remember is I just started crying out of nowhere. I don't even, honestly, I don't even remember why I was crying. I just started tearing up. You know, when you start crying and your bottom lip gets heavy and it just starts curling (laughs) under I distinctly remember that happening. Uh, And I'm sitting here crying, talking to my friend. And he's trying to console me. And we move over to this table. And then, while we're sitting there, there's this, like, group of girls or whatever that come up. And um, I just, like, remember kind of hearing one of them, like, saying that I was hot. (laughs) Oh, prior to this, I also asked this one chick if I could make out with her. So, there's that. But I remember they were, they they were there, and this girl kept saying how it was hot, and how, like, whatever, she was just, like, kind of coming on to me, but her friends were, like, you know, whatever, because she was, I'm pretty sure she was pretty lit, too, but, like, as soon as I heard that, I was, like, okay, <laughs> so I got up, I got up after I had been fucking crying, I'm pretty sure I still had tears in my eyes. And I go up to this girl and like, she's like kind of dancing and I'm like, I don't even remember. I just went up to her and I started grinding on her and, and then, um, and she was like, she was feeling it it was, it was consensual just to be clear. Um, and then the second time, like she, they kind of walked away and then came back and then she said something else about me and I just was like, okay. And I went up <laughs> oh my God, this is like literally mortifying when I think about it because I'm like. I literally went up to this girl and grabbed her face and started making out with her and like she was definitely making out with me too because basically we ended up falling like I fell backwards and I have a huge I have bruises all over me (laughs) so and then her friend had to pick her up my friend picked, and oh my god that's fucking embarrassing they left and I remember as they were walking past because we were like outside and as they were walking past I was like apologizing because I kind of like realized oh my god that's so fucking like oh my god and I felt like I almost like assaulted this girl even though like it was definitely consensual I just want to make that clear it was but like in that state of mind I was like oh my god that's I can't believe I did that and I was like apologizing and her friend was like no you are so sexy you're so sexy and I was like oh Okay. <laughs> oh, yep. That's what happened. Yes. Okay. But it was a good time. We had a really good time. Uh, yeah. And that happened. And then we, we went back. And uh, let's just say I had a lot more fun that night. Had a lot more fun that night. Yep. Had a lot more fun. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So, uh, I don't make the best choices when I'm drunk and let's be honest, who does, you know, but there's only been a few, there's really only been a few times when I've been drunk and I've actually regretted the choices that I've made most of the time. I'm like, you know what? I had a good fucking time, so I'm good. (laughs) But there's, there's been a few times that I'm not going to get into that. Um, definitely. Yes. Um, but anyway, the moral of that story is I'm 31 uh, I'm still extremely fuckable, apparently, according to men and women, which is exciting. Uh, and I'm way more into women than I thought I was. I mean, I've always known that I'm into women. I Literally, since I was a kid, I knew I was into women. Uh, I'm very much a bisexual, which there's so much biphobia, especially in the LGBTQ community. The second letter is a B, and yet there's still so much biphobia. They, it's like people just refuse to believe that we exist, and we do although I actually am starting to think that I might be more pansexual I don't know that to be certain but like first of all I'm definitely more attracted to somebody's mindset than I am is that demisexual I don't know pansexual is where it's like you don't really care you you're just attracted to who you're attracted to regardless of gender or whatever I'm pretty sure that that's anyway um I think I might be more pansexual even because I know there's been a few transgender people that I've seen and I'm not sure if calling them transgender is the right thing but basically a trans uh trans there's been two trans men i believe wait one trans man that i saw on tiktok and i was like holy fucking shit yes and then uh i (laughs) i'm not gonna say this let's just say i had a lovely dream about a trans woman and uh i think i might be pansexual so i don't know i haven't tested that theory out in reality yet but I'm pretty sure I am but you know anyway (laughs) we went from aliens to me being an idiot so yeah that actually pretty much sums up my life it honestly that sums up my life all right now back to the whole alien thing because like I was saying I don't know that I consider them paranormal like I just think that aliens actually exist and I'm not necessarily scared of them. I probably would be if, like, we actually had, like, an invasion. But who knows if they want to invade us? Like, we don't know that. And also, they talk about, like, okay, so certain planets, they say, oh, that it might be in, it might not be inhabitable, uh, meaning that life cannot survive there. However, which I know, I think supposedly certain planets like Mars and whatever, uh, they maybe have tested to see if there is life there, any sort of life form, whether it be plants or whatever. Um, but the thing is, is like you can say that a planet is in, in not inhabitable. Um, but just because we can't survive there doesn't mean that uh, an alien species can't. Like that's almost like a little getting into like uh, it's very like ethnocentric territory of assuming that like our culture, our standards are the standard and that everything else is like weird or different or just doesn't exist. But, um, I mean, there could be alien life form that can very much survive in certain uh, environments that we can't. And maybe some of them actually could not survive on earth. Like our planet could be, um, inhospitable, right. For other life forms. Um, but I just always assume the are real. That's why it's not interesting to me. The same thing with Bigfoot. Now (laughs) y'all are gonna be like, this bitch is crazy. Um, I don't, I'm not going to say that I, I'm definitely not one of those like people that are hundred percent believe Bigfoot's out there. But what I will say about Bigfoot in particular, um, Bigfoot, you know, the Yeti, it's the same thing. Um, this big, basically ape-like creature. The reason that I think that it is a, a, a bigger possibility, because Bigfoot falls under like the cryptid category with like the Loch Ness Monster, Mothman, you know, like the swamp guy, all you know, cryptids, supernatural creatures, essentially. Uh, and the reason why I believe Bigfoot is probably the most believable cryptid is that it is an ape-like creature. That's what it's been likened to. And here's the thing our planet is extremely large. Um, I don't remember the exact percentage, but I know like the ocean, for instance, There, we have discovered less of the ocean than we've discovered. That didn't make sense, but you know what I'm trying to say. There is more ocean out there that we have not discovered than we have. <laughs> I, just, I think I just said the same sentence, but like backwards. Y'all know what I'm trying to say. And then when it comes to like the, the forest out there, even on land like the forests and the jungles there are so many and you think like out in the mountains and stuff there are so many areas especially in these very dense forests that have not been like actually discovered by humans like there are so if you think about it it's wild to think about that there are so many spots on this earth that have not actually been walked on or discovered by humans like that's mind-blowing to think about so it's like yeah, to me, the the idea, the reality of an ape-like creature, obviously, I, I don't believe, I don't think that there are any ape or monkey species that are um, uh, native to, like, the U.S. I don't think there are, but that's, you know, if you think about the, um, the tectonic, what is, what is that called? Like, the, the shift and, like, the ice age and all that shit. You think about, like, how, you know, the uh, the species prior to Homo sapiens, so on and so forth. I learned all this shit in college, and I can't remember any of the terms. But basically, how they move from one continent to the next. If you think about that, this could even be a primitive species of man, for instance. Like, a distant, like, relative of man that ha- just hasn't fully, quote-unquote, evolved to, to be human yet that, that it could even be that which essentially I mean apes kind of are also that in a way um, I think they've kind of evolved in their own way at this point but like that's initially I think be- what they were believed to have been like a more primitive I hate that word but a more primitive version of hu- of man um, so if you think of Bigfoot as that way either like a more primitive man or just ape-like creature and instead of thinking of it as a supernatural creature it's very likely that something like that could exist out out in the wilderness in areas that are not super dense forest caves like mountains that haven't been explored yeah it's fucking highly likely that there's multiple species that we have not actually discovered now what i don't believe and this goes for aliens bigfoot psychics anything like that i don't necessarily believe all the fucking stories that people come up with about Bigfoot sightings or alien sightings or being psychic or this and that a lot of that to me is bullshit a lot of the people in their stories are bullshit but I do believe in the idea I believe in the existence of it I, I believe in psychics I believe in uh the the possibility for spirits you know being out there I believe in the possibility of Bigfoot I believe in aliens I just don't always believe in in the so-called encounters you know um But yeah, I mean, I totally believe that Bigfoot could be a legit thing. Same with, like, the Loch Ness Monster or something similar to the Loch Ness Monster. Um, Obviously, the Loch Ness Monster is in, I think it's in Scotland, and that's in, like, that lake or whatever. So maybe not that specifically, but if you think about, first of all, the ocean. Like I said, it's vast, and I don't know if you've ever... I don't know if you've ever seen a video of, like, how deep the ocean actually is. I remember I watched... I watched this one show and these deep divers, first of all, they're insane, but these deep ocean divers, they went, basically they went down to the very bottom of the ocean. This is so scary. They went down to the very bottom of the ocean and then they found like this fucking like hole in the bottom of the ocean. And it was like a deep tunnel down underneath what they thought was the bottom of the ocean. And it was like this black hole that is insane this is on our planet we this isn't anywhere else this is here and so when you think about the vastness of the ocean and and even lakes some lakes there they can be so deep and they're so murky that you can't see everything and you know of course there are species that haven't been discovered yet you know and bigfoot or something like it like a very large ape like creature because i feel like that's what it is could definitely be out there and if it's a species that doesn't want to be found and it's intelligent enough to be able to evade people, do I believe that if it exists that there are people who have seen it? Yes, I do. Because, you know, there's these people that go out, you know, hiking, you know, uh, on these crazy trails and stuff and yeah, sure. If it exists, I do think that people have probably encountered it. Um, so that's just my take on it. I don't know. That's just how I feel about it. You guys let me know what you think if you're even listening this far. But that's just how I feel. Like, yeah, I don't know. Um, and I'm sorry if you can hear background noise. I'm in my car. I had the air conditioner, like, on as low as possible. It's, like, 90 degrees outside. Um, I'm trying not to suffocate and or, like, melt. Um, and then also I'm in a parking lot. So you might hear occasionally a car or whatever. Um, but, yeah, I don't know, guys. <laughs> uh, also, last topic of the day, probably. Um, so... Okay, now this is going to get a little, okay, so yeah, trigger warning, trigger warning, trigger warning. September is, I don't even like saying this word, but trigger warning, September is Suicide Awareness Month, okay? So I was seeing a couple of posts on Instagram about its day and this and that, and I saw this one post that really, like, sent chills down my body uh, because it was talking about, like, basically the difference between how people react to someone who has completed suicide and someone who is suicidal or saying that they are or whatever. And it's talking about the different perceptions. And it's basically like, Oh, you know, essentially, you know, when it happens, when it actually happens, people are like, Oh my gosh, like this is so sad and it's so tragic and wish I would have seen the signs or this and that. I wish. And then they'll post, you know, these things of like, if you're feeling any kind of way, please reach out. But then it's like in all reality, in most cases, when someone actually is suicidal, when they're deeply depressed or whatever, uh, most people don't want to be bothered. And it's, I don't even think it's always, uh, most of the time I don't think it's intentional. I don't think that it's people being assholes. I just think that uh, it's... it's the average person just, I don't think, has the capacity to handle those types of situation because it, it's very difficult. That's why only certain kinds of people are really built to be nurses. Certain kinds of people are only built to be EMTs, uh, psychologists, this and that, because it really does take a certain kind of social workers. It takes a certain kind of person to be able to deal with that kind of shit because it, it, it's, 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 it's deep. It's very deep and it's heavy. Um, so, but it, the unfortunate reality is that a lot of times when somebody is suicidal, especially if they're saying that they are, it's like people, a lot of people, they think that they're, you're just acting out for attention. And it's like, well, yeah, they are. And they're, they're, if someone is willing to tell you, because it's not as someone who and see, I, on my Instagram, I said, I might, you know, give you my testimony on this and I wasn't sure. Cause it's a sensitive topic, but as someone who in the past has been suicidal, It is not an easy thing to talk about. It is, it's, it's, it shouldn't be embarrassing, but it is embarrassing because there's such a stigma around mental health. Okay. And, and people look at you like you're a freak or they look at you like you're fragile and you're just going to break at any moment or, and they treat you differently. And it's like, and, but it's because there is such a stigma around it. And because our society is not built to cater to people and their mental health issues, even though literally every single human being has some sort of a mental health issue at some point in their life, some worse than others, but like as a a society, we don't cater to that. And so people literally don't know the average person doesn't know how to deal with it. So, you know, I, I don't even know that I can blame individuals because it really, and this is a big thing about sociology would love to finish my degree if I could. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, I'm so close to finishing anyway. Yeah. That was my major, uh, initially it was anthropology now it's sociology there's an ambulance going past okay um so yeah I was gonna do psychology then I was majoring in anthropology and then I switched over to sociology and that's one thing a lot of people don't even have any clue what sociology is and it's it really sociologists are really doing the groundwork of like rooting out the issues in society and it literally is like like the sociologic, what do they call it? Sociological imagination. It was a, a, a term coined by, uh, the fuck is his name? I don't even remember, but, a uh, of, a popular sociologist, a, a well-renowned sociologist. Um, and if I can remember correctly, it's basically, like I said previously, you are, um, I should just look up the definition, but a sociologist's goal is to look at society and then look at the individual um, and determine how each is affecting the other. So is this a larger societal issue or is this an individual issue or is it both? And is it the chicken or the egg? Which one came first, right? And it's a lot, it's a lot of that kind of stuff, okay? So when it comes to mental health, obviously every individual's mental it, you know, health is their own individual uh, problem. You know, some people might just deal with, you know, daily stress and anxiety and just the symptoms of that. Um, some people may be schizophrenic. Some people may be bipolar. Some people may have like major depressive disorder, this and that. So that's the individual problem, right? And like their own personal life story and the things that may, you know, uh, uh, cause that issue. Okay the the larger societal issue is the fact that uh those mental health disorders and so and mental health in general is not being taken seriously it's not being taken seriously and there's a stigma around it uh and it's not considered like like you know if someone is sick if they they're actually like they're throwing up or whatever oh okay call off work but if you're like super depressed and you're feeling you know, like suicidal, you can't just call your boss and be like, yo, super depressed, might kill myself, kind of got to call in, you know, and you should be able to say those things. I mean, obviously, nobody's gonna want to say that to their boss. But you see what I'm saying? Like, it should be the norm for mental health days to be a thing. And I think I said this in a previous episode for kids, and adults, it should be the norm. It shouldn't be like this, taboo thing. That's, it's such bullshit. Mental health is physical health. It's important. Okay. And that's why the suicide rate is so high in in the world. I mean, there it's, it's one of the biggest causes of death in general. Um, you know, especially in certain, um, industries like the military, uh, doctors, stuff like that obviously have higher rates because they just the kind of things that they deal with on a regular basis. But like it is, it's such a high, a high uh, cause of death because it's not taken seriously. And if it was taken more seriously, you know, we might be able to prevent a lot of this. Um, and especially for men, you know, this is, that would be the societal issue where it's like, you know, the individual issue would be, you know, maybe, you know, a little boy is growing up and he scrapes his knee and he starts crying and his parents tell him to stop crying. Cause boys don't cry. Or you're, you're a little baby or you're acting like a girl, this and that. That's the individual issue because that's, you know, on the smaller scale, that's how that person was raised. But on the larger scale, the societal issue, why are those parents saying those things to that child? Because as a society, that's what we believe, you know, in general. Those parents were taught the same thing and so on and so forth. So I don't even know how I got on this rant, but, um, yeah, basically it's really fucking important. Okay. Um, and I'm not going to give you some cliche, blah, 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 you know, uh, if you're feeling suicidal reach out yes if you are please do but at the same time i have been there and i know what it feels like and i know that and here's the thing this is why you have to take it seriously when someone is there has been one time two times in my life this is so embarrassing but you know what i created my current instagram page in order when I was at a very low point in my life. And it was one to help me and two to help other people by sharing my story. And I think I actually have helped a a few people at least. Um, And that's part of the goal of this podcast as well. So I cannot help people if I'm not authentic in my story. So I kind of wish I would have shared this on a different episode because half of you probably aren't even listening at this point. But I will just say, there's been two times in my life that I actually reached out and told somebody I'm feeling suicidal. However, that's two out of probably at least five or six times in my 31 years of life that I've actually been suicidal. The majority of other times I was 100% silent, had a full plan uh, because people say, you know, they're doing it for attention or they're just, you know, whatever. No, if somebody is at a point where they're actually telling you that they're thinking about it, doing it. You need to take that seriously because most most of the time, I can't speak for everyone, but I just from personal experience and from just hear, hearing other people talk about it, most of the time when somebody's suicidal, the last thing they want to do is tell other people about it. The last thing they want to do is get other people involved because they're afraid. Oh, you're going to talk me out of it, or you know you're feeling guilty because you don't want to. There are people who I think have done it. This is such a deep topic, but to sort of like be spiteful towards people you know could say that was their intention but the majority of people who do it it's because they legitimately just felt like they didn't have any other choice they that like they and let me tell you you do you do have another choice right now I'll just tell you that there's always another choice um and you know like the saying goes do not make a permanent decision over a temporary problem okay your problems are always temporary. They can always be solved. Do not make a permanent decision over a temporary problem, okay? But most people who actually, especially the people who go through with it, but even the people who don't, generally, the last thing you want to, they want to do is tell somebody that that's how they're feeling. Because one, they either feel like somebody's not, they're going to talk them out of it, or they feel like they're going to be, uh, you know, the people are going to, belittle them or whatever. That's, that's how you feel when you're in that moment. And sometimes you just don't even have the energy to reach out. You just literally don't. And I know for me personally, um, everyone's different, but for me personally, you know, there were a few times where I was trying to just plan it out and I was planning it out to make sure that I could tidy up all the loose ends and trying to make sure that I would not, that I would leave, leave the least amount of damage possible, basically the least amount of trauma possible was what I was thinking. And I, and I honestly believe that for many people, that's also the case. And and I think the people that actually go through with it, maybe I can't really speak for them, but it's not selfish and it's not, um, it's because most of the people is it's because it's just, they felt like in that moment that that was just the last that's that, that was their only option and that's how they felt. And it really only takes one second. It only it really only takes one second. It, re- it really does, you know, for you to just be in the wrong mindset, especially if drugs or alcohol are involved. So you really need to stay away from that shit, especially if you're depressed. Um, you know, I can't tell you how to live your life, but I do know that any being under the influence of anything is only going to make that worse Um, unless it's a prescribed medicine specifically to um, target those issues. But um, it, it really only takes one moment, one bad decision, and then you're gone forever. And I, you know, and I know there's been people who, who have attempted and ended up surviving. And, you know, you come to find out, many of them, they realize like, oh, shit, like, I didn't actually want to die (laughs) they're like "Uh, thank god I survived like because I actually did not want to die like you know and that's maybe not the case for everybody but like for many people it is and and it's it's you know for me like and I've had to I've I've come to this realization that I didn't really want to die I just wanted my life to be different you know than what it was and that I just you know so I I don't if you're struggling with this trust me Trust me, I have been there. I've been there quite a few times. More times than I would like to admit. Uh, You know, so I see you and I hear you. Um, Please reach out for help, though, because honestly, like, (laughs) there's just always, like, there's always hope, okay? And I personally, I started seeing a psychiatrist recently anxiety and depression and it's really been it's helped me a lot because i'm gonna be seeing a therapist soon too uh which is different but just having a professional validate you validate how you feel and 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 explain to you why you may be feeling this, this way and then also in some cases medication might be helpful you know, I, I was against taking medication for uh, mental disorders, for mental reasons, for the longest time. I just didn't want to become dependent on something like that. Um, but then I just started looking at it as it's... Now, it depends on what what your disorder or whatever is. Um, some mental disorders legit need medication because it's altering the, the chemistry in your brain and whatever. But for certain things, uh, things that I'm dealing with, it's just for me it's kind of just like a band-aid like for my anxiety and my depression and I was recently diagnosed with PTSD from a car wreck which kind of has given me a onset of a lot of other issues and for me it's really just like a like a band-aid. It's just kind of like a band-aid and the therapy is the going to be the medication, the real medication that's going to help me root out the infection. You see what I'm saying? So like for now the medication is kind of just like putting the band-aid on the wound and kind of like helping me cope, you know, and the therapy, I really truly believe that needs to be combined with the medication. Because the therapy is where you really, really work through your shit. And you really, really figure out what's going on, why you're being triggered, how to deal with the triggers, and you you just work through that shit. So hopefully, I'll be doing that soon. But like, it, it works. There's a reason that people tell you to go to therapy, because it actually fucking works. And stop feeling like, There's something wrong with you because you go to therapy. No, I said this in a previous episode. Every single person on this planet could and would benefit from going to therapy and the world would probably be a much better place if everybody went, you know, like that's just the truth. Think about all these people, trigger warning, who go out and like go on shooting rampages. Obviously, some of those are like racially charged, but some of them are legit. Just uh, this person kind of went crazy one day and decided to just kill a bunch of people. Um, those people could have benefited from therapy. You also think about, um, serial killers, like stuff like that, where it's like, and some of it's like, is it nature or nurture? It doesn't matter if you, one of the big traits of like a serial killer, there's like a big three or something. One of them is that they were abused as a child. One is that they were bedwetters. One is that they hurt animals. Uh, oh, there's like more than, more than three, but one of them is like, oh, they might've had a brain injury as a child. Um, but usually a lot of these things were displayed in childhood and puts like Jeffrey Dahmer, for instance, I think he's the one, um, he knew when he was younger, like when he was a kid, when he was a teenager, he knew there was something wrong with him. And he told his parents that there was something wrong with him and that he needed help and they didn't get him the help he needed. And he ended up killing and cannibalizing people, uh, you know, c- Is it 100% that that could have been prevented if he went and got help? Not necessarily, but definitely more of a chance that we could have prevented it. There's so many instances where if mental health was taken seriously, so many things could have potentially been prevented, okay? And it's just so important. And then when you come to, like, uh, you know, mental health for men, it's like... In our society as a whole, and this is throughout the world, honestly. um, Obviously, there's some societies, it it might differ a bit. But for the most part, throughout the world, men are taught, don't cry. Don't show emotion. And if you do show emotion, it has to be anger. Anything else, you're weak. (laughs) Anything else, you're like a girl, as if that's a bad thing. Like, you know, and it, it, you know, men are taught. uh, There was a a professor uh, at one of the schools I went to who he that that was like a big thing that he would teach on that he would lecture on is the difference between how boys and girls are brought up and the ways that we're brainwashed um and you know he was talking about how like from childhood from a very young age boys are shown through cartoons and movies and tv shows and commercials and this and that and even sports how we're trained differently on you know uh like in little league where boys and girls are trained differently um boys are taught that like in order to be a man in order to be strong you got to be violent you got to be aggressive you got to have guns you got to fight you got to do this and that that's how men handle things and that's the goal you know and they're taught that if you cry you're weak and you, they get called all different kinds of names no crying is a normal a natural human reaction it's normal it's a normal reaction to stimuli like that's it's it's normal it's human Okay, like, in fact, I would wager that if you don't ever cry, there might be something wrong with you. Uh, No, okay, that's a judge. I didn't mean it as a judgment. But genuinely speaking, like, if you are not able to cry, if you're not able to react, that could be signs of, like, sociopathy or things like that. Not being able to react in a quote-unquote normal way to certain stimuli. That's getting into territory that I'm not qualified to talk about, but the point is crying is normal. Okay. Emotions are normal. They're human. And men need to be taught that from a young age, men need to be taught that it's okay. (laughs) It's okay to be emotional. Like, yes, at a certain point you have to pick yourself up and keep going, but give yourself the space to cry. Give yourself the space to just be human, to just show emotion. That's why men have the highest rate of suicide because they're not able to sh- express their emotion in a healthy way. Like it's just, it, it is a very vital part of being a human. Okay. And I would say many, many animals in general are emotionally intelligent, um, and need to be able to express themselves in that way. Uh, it's just an important part of being, being alive. Okay. So, <sighs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know guys that's you know I I wanted to share that a little bit because it is important and it's it's not talked about enough and it is a very touchy subject and I wanted to be careful about what I was saying and how I was saying it and I hope that I was because I don't want to trigger anybody that is feeling you know feeling that way in this moment I don't want to trigger anyone um just know that like i i've been there i'm not just preaching to you as someone who's never experienced it i've been there and i've come out on the other side of it okay you're not a freak for feeling this way you're not a freak for feeling this way um and and there is hope there is there is another way okay it can be solved in in a healthier way okay go to therapy reach out like pray like do something healthy that's going to help you find something reach deep and deep down inside you and find something that's going to help you get through this you know in a non-violent non-self-harm way like let's let's just you know let's let's grow as a community and let's start you know embracing our mental health let's start embracing each other and lift each other up and Let each other know that it's okay. If you're not feeling your best, that is fine because you're human and you don't have to pretend like everything's perfect because it's not. And that's why I hate small talk. It's one of the reasons I hate small talk is because literally you go in a break room. Hey, how's it going? Great. How are you? Great. Meanwhile, both people are miserable. Like literally it's you know, it's, it's, you know, and it's just a nicety. It's just something that we do, but maybe we shouldn't, you know, maybe we shouldn't, <laughs> you know, because maybe in that moment, somebody really wanted to break down and cry because sorry, a motorcycle was going past because they're dealing with a lot. And maybe the other person's also dealing with a lot, And they're thinking, man, this person doesn't want to hear what I'm talking about. And so is, the, you know what I'm saying? And it's like, and if we took mental health more seriously too, you know, sometimes like in my job, I get really caught up in like, I'll get frustrated with someone's t- uh, tone of voice or whatever. And then I get snippy with them. And, and then I, sometimes I, I reflect and I'm like, you know what? They were, pro- they're probably like, cause you're, you're not snippy. You're not, you know, bitchy to somebody unless you're feeling miserable in that moment. And so I mean, you could, you could say that some people are just naturally bitches, but honestly, I feel like anybody who's like unkind to somebody, it's because they're not happy in their own life, period. And that's, you know, you could say that about like school bullies. So, you know, I I reflect sometimes and I'm like, you know what, that person, it doesn't mean that they gave them the right to be rude to me, but they, it, it really had nothing to do with me. 9 times out of 10 had nothing to do with me and it was a reflection of how they were currently feeling and I probably made it worse by being snippy back at them. And it's human, it's a human reaction, but I've been trying to put myself in check more and more. Um because like I know that I've been guilty of it. You know, if I'm in a bad mood, I you know, I try not to take it out on other people, but sometimes it just happens, you know? Um and so I just feel like if we had more empathy for other people, um it would just you know, Oh, it would just make the world a better place. (laughs) And it would though. It really would. So I guess, uh, we're at 52 minutes and, um, (laughs) oh my God. Uh, I really do think I'm going to start sending these episodes to my, um, my psychiatrist to see what she thinks. (laughs) Uh, anyway, guys, um, I don't know. I put out a little tally to see if people thought I should put out a new episode, if they wanted me to, if they cared. Um, I only saw two people say yes, and I haven't seen any other votes yet. But like, you know what, if you like it, you like it. If you don't, you don't. I'm just I guess I'll just keep putting out episodes. I lost a little bit of motivation. But I guess I'll just keep putting out the episodes and stop trying to be such a perfectionist. And I will just be as authentic as I can. And you know, it's the funny, helpful and relatable podcast. So some people are gonna find it funny, helpful, and or relatable, and some people are gonna hate it and just turn it off after two seconds, and that's completely fine. But for those of you who stuck around and you get something out of it and it helps you or it makes you laugh or whatever, that's really the ultimate goal. And so that's what I'm here for. That's what my Instagram's for too. So once again, that's growing in spirit underscore. So if you want to check it out, um mental health, spirituality. Uh, I post a bunch of funny stuff on my story. And I'm also, uh, I don't know if I've said this before on here. I am also a practicing witch and I'm a tarot reader. Um, Some have considered me psychic slash medium. I've never really portrayed myself that way, but there are clients of mine who believe so. Regardless, I do tarot readings. If you're interested, you can DM me on there. Um, I do also have some collective readings on my YouTube, which is, uh, I think it's that. Goofy which big? I don't know. There's a link on my Instagram. So anyway, that's where you can find me if you want to. Um, yeah, I don't know. Currently this is on SoundCloud. I'm really trying my hardest (laughs) to get it on like iTunes and or Spotify. Um, if I can be more consistent with putting out episodes, I'm definitely going to end up having it on iTunes, Spotify. I don't know exactly how that works just yet but I have I have previously posted a podcast on iTunes so I know how to do it um so yeah um if I get you know good enough feedback and people that are actually interested I'm um, you know I'm just gonna keep posting stuff and then I will get it on iTunes eventually um but currently you can definitely find it on um SoundCloud which is a it's free so um yeah just let me know what you guys think I'm really here for any feedback as long as it's constructive. Um, and you know what? I just, like I said, if you are in a dark place right now, just know that I see you and there is hope. I know that that's so corny and cliche. And when you're in that moment, you're probably rolling your eyes and like, it's the last thing you want to hear. But there, there's hope. <laughs> people care about you, even if you feel like they don't. And you matter and you make people smile that you probably don't even realize you're making them smile. You know, there could have been a stranger that you came into contact with a year ago and you completely made their day and you had no idea like you make an impact in this world okay so and if you are struggling with any other kind of mental issue please 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 for the love of god and everything please seek help i know that it's not always easy um financially or otherwise but there nowadays it is becoming more and more uh normalized and there are so many different avenues to seek help you know Whether it's finding, you know, a therapist or self-help, you know, person on YouTube or TikTok or Instagram, um, you know, or just there's a lot of different ways. Make sure you're finding the right people and that they actually know what they're talking about. But even if you can't afford to go to therapy... There are other avenues to seeking help, okay? So just make sure that you reach out and talk to somebody. Go go talk to a stranger. There's you, You'd be surprised how many people would be willing to just sit there and listen to you fucking talk, okay? People do it to me all the time. So I promise, please, you are not alone. You're not fucking alone. You see how crazy I am just by listening to this podcast. You're not alone. You're not a freak. You matter. Get the help and, and be... Just continue living your life, you know? Be a good person, you know? Get... You got to take care of yourself first, though, okay? Take care of yourself so that you can continue uh, being a light in the world, okay? I don't know. Anyways, that's all I'm saying, guys. I love you. I love you. I love you. I love you, especially if you listened this far. If you didn't, I don't love you as much, but it's okay. Um, but I hopefully will put a new episode out next week. We'll see what happens. All right, love you. Love you, love you, love you, love you. See you later.